Hey, everybody, and welcome to Second Breakfast with welcome. Lucas and Phil. I'm Lucas. I'm Phil. And today we have a very special episode planned very. for you all. Very, very special. So, Phil, I have a question for you. Okay. What's the best thing you've eaten this last week? <laughs> you always ask me about food. It is a it is a food podcast mainly, Second isn't breakfast. it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, food and Jesus. Food and Jesus. Best thing I've eaten this week. I don't know. That's it's put me on the spot. I I know that uh, once I went to Brownies for breakfast again. We're gonna get a sponsor. Yeah. We're gonna get them to sponsor us. Brownies. Right I know. Brownies. Yeah. We. Uh, you didn't get to go to the uh, staff breakfast last week. We went to no. Cracker Barrel. I heard about so, it though. Yeah, it was, it was good. I was so while we were there. Uh, we took predictions on how much snow we'd get this weekend. Jeremy said like a half inch. I think Kyle said an inch and a half, and I said three inches. So I am your champion. You won. Uh, yeah, by Price is Right rules, you I win. Won. By I don't know. If you were gambling, would that be a victory still? Because you were closest, even though you were. I beat the other two. I mean, I probably wouldn't have beat the house. But yeah, I don't know how that. How goes. many inches of snow did we get, Phil? Uh, six. Almost, six. nearly crazy. six is what Plus, I heard. Plus, like one to two more tomorrow. So, yeah. Possibly. By the time it's released today, if today. you're listening to this while the snow is falling, we are glad you are yes. here. If you're listening to this oh, and it's sunny because you're actually in Hawaii, then uh, call us. We'll come. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so. That'd be great. Love to get a plane ticket from you. Yeah, I think the best thing I ate was that that uh, I had a snow cone at. Brownies. It's actually a breakfast thing. It's a what? pile. Oh, okay. It's just called a snow cone because the top is gravy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. And they grill those biscuits. It was amazing. <laughs> that so, sounds what? like a heart attack. It is. Oh, uh, yeah. You're going to die young, insane. Phil. It's insane. It's so good. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was good. So, how was your week? It's been really good. Yeah. Um, we had uh, yesterday was all the snow. Had some potato soup that was delicious. Yeah. So, so really yeah, we had some chili. Yeah. Nice. Good. I love chili. Snow food. It's probably my favorite soup for sure. I don't. Is chili a soup or is it its own thing? Uh, chili is more of a stew, I think. So, here, let me tell you something that drives soup. me crazy, Phil. Is whenever people are like, oh, yeah, it's white chicken chili. Or like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like a chicken, like, if it's not chili, it's not chili. Like, that's white chicken soup. It, there's no uh, such thing as white chili. But I think the chili part comes from the flavors. But yeah, I would, I think I might agree like with you there, chili. Lucas. Yeah. But I, I have to, you know, play yeah, devil, devil's advocate. Throw it in the there is, box, see what happens. There is a flavor profile. Yes, yeah. yeah. Chicken so, chili, I think not, it, not quite the, as... The problem is it's usually people that don't like chili coming to the church chili cook-off <laughs> that make this. So if Mother Dane is listening, I'm sorry, but it's not chili. It's now, not if you add chili. enough green chilies to it to where it actually is like a chili flavor, then maybe you can get it. But if it's just like, it's soup that I wanted to bring to the chili cook-off, yeah. so I changed its name. No. Yeah, chili to me is meat. Yes. I, you know, uh, chili with beans or chili without beans? I prefer chili without beans, although oh, I, right. I, it's, I mean, I like it both ways, but if I can get a really good bowl of chili without beans, I'm going for that. All right. Some onions and cheese, so it's good. Yeah. Onions, yep, yep. I enjoy the beef. Yes. <laughs> Just like at Wendy's. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? That's a long <laughs> time ago. Yes. Uh, so, uh, do, it's... Do I get orange juice today? Yeah. Do you have a Gen Z word? Yes. 
Me? You ready, Phil? Gen Z word of the week. Yeah. That was a new jingle in case. Uh, yeah. You have to do that every week now, Phil. <laughs> All right. Here it goes. Okay, here we go. Basic. Say it again. Basic. Basic. I think I know what this means. Yes. It's like an insult. You're basic. Yeah, basic. Yeah, basic. Is that right? Yes, you got it. So it it is typically said in a condescending way, and it just means someone who's unoriginal and only follows mainstream trends. So, like, (laughs) you know, it's always like the basic white girl in UGG boots, black leggings, the oversized sweatshirt (laughs) at Starbucks, usually blonde hair, getting a frappuccino, like unicorn frappuccino drink or whatever. Like, yeah, basic. And I am proud to say that sometimes I'm. I'm pretty basic. Me, you, me too. I think uh, I don't know though. I I don't think I follow mainstream trends. Of course, what is a mainstream trend for a 57 year old? That's probably. I don't being, think I follow uh, that. I mean, Panera Bread. Panera, Panera Bread <laughs> is true. honestly one of the most interesting <laughs> marketing things because it's marketed like it's for people my age. Yeah, but it ain't. But predominantly, the customers are your age and up. Like, oh yeah. You know who in my family loves Panera Bread? Your grandma. My granny and papa. Exactly. Yeah, they love Panera Bread. So I go in there, and I go in there because free Wi-Fi. Because they opened. I mean, for the longest time, I used to write at. I, I spend time writing, and I used to write at Starbucks. Uh, yeah, because uh, I could get my decaf. For those uh, of you that don't Americano. know, Phil released a book, The Crappy Christian Life, crappy and he's writing Christian the sequel, The Slightly a... Less Crappy Christian <laughs> No, I don't know what the sequel's called, but. Uh... Uh, the sequel will be called, I think, In His Eyes. Ooh. But, yeah, talking about seeing yourself through God's eyes. In so, the um, eyes of the Savior. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> What were we talking about? Yeah, I used to go to Starbucks, but then COVID came and Starbucks just shut down. So bye. And they would just randomly close a store, even they the drive-thru. still randomly. Like, I went out for discipleship last Thursday. Yeah. And we went into Starbucks over on 31st and uh, Mingo, and the lobby was closed. Just randomly. Yeah, like, just randomly. They just shut them we down. We walked in and every table was closed. And they're like, yeah, sorry, it's corporate. Like, most Starbucks are closed right now, so... Yeah, it's it's very uh, it's you know it's, why it's hard to predict, but because Panera, Starbucks is basic, <laughs> they, are, they definitely follow that trend. But Panera has stayed open. Panera is very Oklahoma, I think. It's very it, to me. It's like Panera is the the guys that are like ah, this COVID thing's kind of a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of the, what I get from. They've been open. Almost from day one. Yes. That they were legally allowed to open, they've been it's open. It's almost now, they like do... if Cracker Barrel and Starbucks had a baby, <laughs> That's right. it'd be Panera Bread. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> that's where I go. Now, Clip uh, that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I go there because it's open, and I see a lot of old people there. <laughs> nice. Yeah, if you don't think I'm old, I'm not as old as they are. <laughs> That's the thing. Yes. But uh Proud of you yeah. Too. So uh you're basic. I got that. You're I basic. got one. I feel good. Proud Gen of Z you. word of the week. Gen Z word of the week. Uh so the the other thing I'm excited about is I think we have a really good well I don't know, dad story. I was gonna say poop stories. <laughs> it's not <laughs> poop, poop stories, stories with, with Lucas. Lucas. <laughs> no, that would be that would be a different podcast. Are and you- that would probably be <laughs> 
Never mind. Before I do tell my death story, <laughs> did I tell you one that you're excited that I'm going to say on the radio, or the the podcast? I keep forgetting say we're not on the radio. Or, no. Okay. I'm just excited because I think it's going to be great this week. I'm just prophesying. Okay, good. I didn't know. I was like, <laughs> I don't remember. Did I tell Phil one yesterday? Uh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, yesterday, by the way, was really crazy. It was a wild day at church. It was very empty, but... Uh, but with the snow and everything, and then with uh, the sound guy out, like it was, I, just, I feel like I never did see you, Phil. <laughs> no, I was. It was crazy. Other than when it you were crazy. yelling orders at me through I the balcony. Yeah, so. I, I was running around like a. Uh, I was like a one-armed paper hanger. Is that a? Does that mean anything to anyone these days? A one-armed paper hanger. I have no idea what that means. So if you're hanging wallpaper, oh, imagine you're hanging wallpaper and you only have one arm. Oh. That's where the phrase comes from. I was running around. I was as crazy as a one-armed paper I've hanger. I've actually never heard that in my life. So. Well, there you go. Ah, uh, you're basic. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm well-read. There you go, Phil. <laughs> All right, so, Dad Stories with Lucas. Dad Stories. Okay, Dad take your bets. With Lucas. <laughs> Is it about poop or ain't it about yeah. poop? Yeah, and don't give it away this time, I, I did. We talked you, about this last with, time. I just want to make sure. Okay. Bet your Starbucks now. Or bet your bet your Panera Bread coffee right now. <laughs> no, I'll bet Starbucks. <laughs> bet your drinks now. Is it about poop or ain't it about poop? Okay, go. All right, here we go. <laughs> so the other day, uh, so Tori makes Naomi these carrot sticks for dinner. So as what it is, she just slices up carrots into like they look like sweet potato fries, just like or a French fry, but orange. And right. then she roasts them in the oven to get them a little floppier for her because she yeah. only has two teeth so far. So it's kind of funny and adorable to watch her like chew on things because right. she kind of gnaws on it with her gums until she finds it with her teeth, and it's like <laughs> so she kind of gets it. She still like attacks her food. It's not like mm, this is delicious. It's like ah. <laughs> You know, kind of <laughs> pounces like a lion. Anyway, so we fed her these carrot sticks for dinner. And the next morning, we're uh, playing. Oh, also, I have cute pictures. Uh, we also are getting a Facebook and an Instagram page, by the way. So oh, nice. these will get posted so you can see those All right. uh, coming up soon. Uh, you can see some pictures of Naomi eating these carrot sticks. Shout out to adorable. Leah for yeah, our, managing our social media pages. That's right. She's amazing. Anyway. So I uh, we we fed her these carrot sticks. The next day we're playing and stuff, and then all of a sudden you know you hear that dreaded sound that like, <laughs> you know, please be a poot, please be a poot. No, it was not. And this time, as I'm like running her to the bedroom, holding her out, you know, like th- as far away from me as possible because it's like starting to like engulf her clothes, and there's like green spots around both of her legs and across the right. top. Like sprinting, ah, running in there. And I'm not actually yelling this time. I'm like, oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> and taking her in there and stuff. And you open it up. And in there are these just like, it's like green with just orange polka dots all in it from those characters. <laughs> Apparently, she just bit off the little pieces and swallowed it. And her little stomach can't digest them yet. And so, so there's just, just, yeah, there's just this like. Just went straight through. Just huh? straight through. It's like when you eat corn, you know? Yeah, so corn poopy. little orange orange spots so it was kind wow. of funny because for a half a second you're like what is going on with my daughter but she's good don't worry she's happy she's and she's probably smiling the whole time right uh yeah she's always smiling <laughs> are you answering so. a text message during the podcast Luke? i just got it t- i was making sure it wasn't important <laughs> phil sure yeah okay well so if you guessed poop you won you won you won by yourself some coffee again. We won't buy anyone 
anything. Sorry, I don't know. Someday, you. though, we might give away a prize. Hey, you know what? I, I actually can say we can give away a prize right here. Well, let's, well, let's come up with a game. I have some leftover stickers. Stickers. That I made for my youth workers. They're really amazing. They just have my face, and they say, you're fantastic. And so, I have yes. about so 75 leftovers. So, so it's as if... <laughs> It's as if right. you are so, affirming. Yeah. So, you know, like girls like to put the little sticky notes on their mirror that say, like, you're beautiful or you look amazing right. today. You could have my face telling you you're fantastic on your mirror in the morning. So you get up to brush your teeth. Boom. You're fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Yeah. Lucas, so so could I have some of those? Cause yeah, I, I'm, I'm about to. I, yeah. was, I meant to bring them to you today, but they're at my house. Yeah, I want to put one of those on my computer monitor at work. <laughs> yes. I always want to know that Lucas thinks I'm fantastic. Yes. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Phil. That and way, I'm not being sarcastic about that at all. All right. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to put them on there. So, from a, <laughs> Well, no. I'll put them on. Okay. You just give them to me. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get them uncentered and it would be bad. So I'm going to watch you put them on, though, Phil. All right, Phil. So t- I like to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so today, Phil, we were going to talk about yeah. something important. I'm excited about this. I mean, we kind of came up with the idea at the last minute, full disclosure, but I'm really excited about this. Phil, cause... I want you to say, have we ever come up with an idea not last minute for the podcast? Mm, perhaps. I think once or twice. Once or twice. Even the podcast, you walked I... by and said, hey, we should start a podcast. I said, let's do it. <laughs> Then we came up with a name. So, uh, yeah, we came up with the name, sort of not last minute, uh, but the the Kobe Bryant one. The Kobe Bryant. Episode. We could not avoid talking about Kobe Bryant when Kobe oh, Bryant was killed. No. Uh, so that was not really last minute, but pretty much, yeah, they've all been last minute. But I'm very excited about this one because yes. we're going to talk about. Uh, w- we decided we would talk about our, our ourselves. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about... Because we're very interested Welcome in Welcome to ourselves. the Narcissistic Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. Uh, no, so, Phil, I didn't know you as a teenager because I was... Not born. Yep. Yet. And you were not even thought about, probably. No, because you're about the same age as my parents. That's so. true. And yeah. uh, it's like doing a podcast with my dad. It is. And uh, and then uh, you didn't know me as a teenager because I lived in Oklahoma City area. Right. And you lived here. Yeah. So, anyway... So, so, I want to hear about Lucas as a teenager. I want to know what it was like for you, because uh, I don't know if I really know a lot about your uh, your life as a student, you know, teenage, college, years, what was that? And we, I guess you can even go back to junior high, uh, yeah. junior high, high school, college. That's kind of annoying. What was that like for you? Um, so, yeah, I'd kind of like to hear... Yeah, so the um, for those of you that don't know, I have a loving family who raised me in church, and so I have an older brother and a younger sister, and um, so we moved around a lot growing up because my dad is a minister, and so we um, moved all over the state, finally settling down in Choctaw in, about, in sixth grade and, and lived there all the way through graduating from high school, and then even part of the time while I was at UCO. Um, but yeah, middle school, high school, Lucas was... Very loud. I mean, like people know me now, and I'm loud and excited and about everything, and just and that's just my personality. And I believe the joy of the Lord flows through me, you know, on that. And do so, we have pictures? Do you? Have, I, I would love to see a picture of young. Now I've seen pre-beard Lucas. I think yes, there's pre-beard Lucas, young Lucas. I do have some pictures. I can I can get out there. Yeah, I'd like to the, see that. Yeah, we'll 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 let you in on some of those, Phil. Okay, uh, not all of them. Kind of embarrassing, you know. Oh, I was a I cute know, yeah. little kid, but. 
uh, like everyone, I was an awkward teenager. So yes. Anyway, but yeah, loud. I was in band uh, in middle school. I wrestled and wait. Let me football. guess. What? Let me. I'm going to guess what instrument you played in band. Oh, I, I, that's not a, that's not even a fair guess because I know you're a drummer. Yeah. So you played percussion. I was a percussionist. Yep. So you were the cool guy in the band. No. Because <laughs> in my band, the drummers were the, the only place that a cool kid could be in the band was in the percussion Well, Phil, section. I am not basic, and so I defy all trends, okay? <laughs> uh, so you were a drummer, but not cool. Yeah, still a nerd. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, I was in the band. I wrestled, I was actually a Nationals wrestler. So Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. That, right? Maybe by default, so what, but I was there. <laughs> what weight class were you wrestling in high school? Is there a... Is there, It's just by... By numbers, right? It's not like heavy. Yeah. So actually, I didn't wrestle past ninth grade. Okay. Uh, but I was uh, when I finished. So so I started at one thirty four, and then I wrestled one fifty two, and then my freshman year, I weighed about one fifty five. But we had three of us at one fifty two, and no one at one sixty five or one eighty five. So I wrestled at one eighty five. Wow. While weighing 155. I didn't win a lot of matches. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> yeah, you were getting thrown around a lot. Yes, but it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, You know, I, when I think of wrestling, I didn't, and I, didn't, I only did it like in gym class, I think of a smell. Yeah, <laughs> those wrestling rooms are not the a The smell of those place. mats yeah. is not a good thing. But uh, part of the reason I was not a cool guy in high school, or not, I was a really good rule follower, Phil. Where are you? I was. Good kid, huh? Yeah, I was I was a goody two shoes. And so <laughs> that's my testimony actually is, you know, I was raised in church, raised with my parents, and I was really good at following the rules. I had given my life to Christ, quote unquote, before. Uh, I had been saved and baptized, um, but and rededicated my life several times. But it was when I was fifteen and I was at camp that I realized that I had just been following rules this whole time and I had been pleasing people. Um, so, uh, so more than pleasing the Lord. So. What? So what was it that? I mean, do you remember? Was there a message? Was there a conversation that yes. brought you to that realization? Yeah. So it was event? actually at uh, we were at Children's Falls Creek. I was a sponsor at Children's Falls Creek. So, and my mom, we had uh, she was leading the group, and we had all gone up to um, the prayer gardens there. If you've been to Falls Creek, you know what I'm talking about. But it's like this long path up, and and we get up there, and we're just sharing our testimonies. And so I heard my mom's testimony and her relationship with Christ. And I even heard some of the, the little kids sharing about their relationship with Christ and me thinking, well, I'm going to give my testimony and my relationship with Christ. And it was then I realized there's no relationship there. Wow. There's just, you know, there's just this series of rules that I follow because rules are, I, I mean, even now, like if you play board games with me, I love rules. Like I gotta have the rules in the board games because if not, it's not fair. Right. So, uh, sorry, Ben, if you've ever played and cheated with me, Ben Moreland, I love you still. Um, but, uh, anyway, and so it was just finding that personal relationship with Christ more yeah, than that's, just the rules. I mean, that's fascinating that you, so it was kind of your own words that revealed yeah. that to you. Well, it was the Lord, obviously, that revealed it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's just crazy that, you know, in that it wasn't a, a sermon, and this may be kind of why my philosophy on ministry is the way it is. It wasn't a sermon that was really well worded that brought me to Christ right. or um, or a really good worship set or even a church building. It was sitting out and thinking about 
oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my testimony about my relationship and realizing there wasn't a relationship. And yeah, so yeah. those relationships, that relationship with Christ and those relationships with other people are really what help to draw us to the Lord. So yeah. Or those relationships with other people help to draw us, and that relationship with Christ is yeah. that relationship with the Lord. Yeah, that's very cool. So you going to continue? Um, yeah. Let's yeah. go on. What about – so this was 15. You're 15, 15 years old. yeah. So what's high school like? Uh, so was your high school ninth through 12th? Uh, no. Uh, junior high was – through ninth grade. Yeah, and me too. That's interesting. 12th. So they changed. Actually, I was the last ninth grade class at the junior high, and then they switched it. They built a freshman center oh, okay. in Choctaw. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, but going through high school, it's crazy because so I got saved, but I did not re- reveal to anybody that I had not, you know, that I had just done this. Right. It was like, a, I'm a leader. I'm supposed to have been a leader this whole time. I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm, in, I'm at children's camp as a sponsor. Like that's you know usually you don't just bring anybody to do that, um, right? You so like, your your feeling is that at fifteen that's when you really received Christ. Yes, you really uh, trusted Christ. Yes, and became a Christian. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, and then I actually didn't tell anybody until I think I was eighteen and a half or nineteen when I was baptized. Because I, everybody already knew me as a Christian, so it wasn't like I continued living a sinful lifestyle or anything. I just kind of continued doing what I was doing, only with a new meaning behind what I was doing. Right, because you had already sort of been living the life, at least outwardly. Exactly. And so now to live it inwardly and outwardly and with a purpose, yeah. besides just pleasing my parents and my grandparents, now the, the purpose being to follow Christ. Um, yeah. It, it it changed everything, but I kept it a secret until later. So that I, that I'd finally so come to Christ. Is, that's basically because you were probably just embarrassed. Yes, I was <laughs> embarrassed that I, you know, and it's not anything to be embarrassed about. I no. think you know if you're listening to the podcast and you've come to Christ later and you haven't told anybody, one of the things I learned is baptism is essential after those things after you've come to know Christ as this outward step of faith. Yeah. And while it's not what saves you, I think it is a commandment and something we need to follow to continue to have that growth in Christ. And it, if not, it stunts your growth. It's like caffeine as a child. It's going to keep you short. It's going to stunt your growth. So, um, What? So I shouldn't have given my kids five-hour energy when they were babies? No, probably not. <laughs> No, I, I did not do that. Sorry, blunt kids. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. If you were listening to that and you're going to come arrest Phil, uh, <laughs> he is at the church right now. You can find him at Eastwood Baptist Church. Uh, yeah. So, but I, I kind of want to, I would say to, you know, 15, 16, 17 year old Lucas, you know what? I get it. That's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. What do you, there's not really, and this, maybe this is the church, there's not really a place. Uh, we don't facilitate conversations like that very well. You know, there would have been this, mm-hmm. hey, you know, youth pastor or whatever, I need to say something to the group. And that's that's a, a hard thing to do. It is. But you finally, you kind of did that at 18, is that right? Uh, actually, after I graduated from, <clears throat> um, from high school and everything is when I did it. So it wasn't to the youth group, it was really to the church. To the whole church, yeah. And to, uh, to say that, and so... Um, but yeah, and so my grandfather baptized me again, although this time it was an actual baptism and not just a dunking in a pool. Yeah. Um, and so, um, but yeah, so kind of a crazy deal. Uh, not, 
you know, it's kind of one of those things. I am glad I have my testimony and yeah. what Christ did in my life because I think it is to identify with people who have grown up in church their whole lives and yeah. and feel this disconnect or don't feel that relationship with Christ. You know, uh, the I am so glad that Christ has pulled some people out of crack cocaine, you know, right. run yeah, out yeah. that life. But I don't want to be the Christian that's sitting there going, man, I wish I did crack so my testimony was cooler. <laughs> like, no, Christ saved me yeah, no, from the pits of hell. Like, I was yeah. dying. I was dragging myself away from him, and he drew me to himself and yeah. held me. And I have a relationship with him now, and he fights my battles beside me. He loves me. He's there for me. Right. And so it's what he did for me was so amazing that I don't need to have come from something worse than I did. I'm so thankful right. for what what I've been through and what he's done in my life. So, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, Phil, so really I was good. still a good rule follower after that, though. I uh, In high school, I was known as the kid you didn't cuss around. Uh, right, because I'd be like, language, stop it, and really? so it was funny. People would apologize. They'd be like, "What the f?" And they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Lucas." Like, <laughs> it was just yeah, it was one of my things, which is kind of crazy. So here's the deal: uh, I don't even know if my parents know this, but in fourth grade, I had a potty mouth. So you did? I did on the playground. We Lucas's would, mom. We would flip each other off. Say hi, mom. <laughs> hi, mom. Curse at each Shout other. Shout out like, to Lucas's mom. She's you. If you're not sitting down now, you should sit. <laughs> But I just Lucas had a potty mouth in fourth grade. Yes, um, but at that time, my dad worked at the church across the street from the elementary school, and sometimes while I was at the playground, he would walk by and say hi on his way to walk to somewhere else or whatever. And so I just remember sitting there thinking, "This is really stupid. There's no way I'm not going to get caught." And stopping cursing <laughs> right then. <laughs> you just quit. I just you're quit. like, "I'm going to get busted." Yeah, I didn't want I didn't want those consequences. I didn't want that smoke, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, you know, I'm interested also in was the fact that you're like uh, a rule follower. I mean, did you f- e- did you ever in high school junior high feel like ostracized for being a good kid? Uh was that uh or was were you just happy, comfortable to be that way? Um, I think I was really blessed to have people like that around me most of the time. And so yeah. although occasionally there was some of that, and I just remember too, um, in that like, you know, your quote unquote, middle school quote unquote girlfriends that aren't really girlfriends. Right. You know, you are at, see each other at school and that's it. But I remember finding out one of them like smoked pot on the weekends after <laughs> we had broken up and I was like, what was I doing with my life? You know, like. And so it's just this crazy thing like, no, 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 no. But yeah. uh, so I think there were some times where it did feel ostracized. And I, I think, you know, people have that bad boy phase in their life that they are proud right. of. Like, but I don't really remember ever like going through a phase. No, not to say I was fourth a perfect kid. Fourth grade potty mouth, That's Lucas. right. Fourth That's grade the bad, bad boy that was, phase. That was my <laughs> so to, just to kind of get how deep this uh, rule following was, we went – when I was uh, – I don't know. I was young enough to like ride in the cart at a store. And I think it was Hobby Lobby and we had gone as a family. We were walking through and me being a dumb little kid, I had like plucked one of the plastic grapes off uh, out of like, you know, they have like the table grapes that are plastic. Yes. And I had thrown it in my mouth and was chewing on it. What's the address of this Hobby Lobby store? Yeah, for real. (laughs) So I'm chewing on this grape walking around the store and then we walked out after we checked out and I like... Burst into tears because I'd stolen this plastic grape from Hobby Lobby. Like, yes, I'm gonna take it back. Like, oh, I man. thought I was, like, obviously, what was worse was 
picking it off and throwing it in my mouth in the first place. But I, was I think so. That I had stolen somewhere. This yeah, when you walked out that door, you thought, you know. Uh, so I want to ask you this, and so this will kind of be the the oatmeal portion of uh, yeah uh, this little interview here. What is the problem? with being a rule follower, Lucas. Have you discovered this in your spiritual journey yet? Because to me, when I hear rule follower, I think uh, some red lights go off in my mind. Yeah, so it is for for me, and you can add to this t- as well, Phil. <clears throat> I think when you're just following rules to follow rules, first off, there's no reason to follow rules when no one's watching at that point. It's so easy to do whatever you want when no one's watching, or when you don't think anyone will... F- like, like, like me in fourth right. grade... There's no staying power to that, and that I was only yeah. afraid of getting caught, not wanting yes. to do the right thing for the right reasons. Yeah, as it's well, very as, external. Yeah, there's no and there's no staying power either. You know, you can do the right thing for 40 years, and you know what you feel at the end of those 40 years is frustrated because you look right. around the world, and just like David in the Psalms, where he says, "All of these people doing wrong around me, and they are." They are being successful. Right. They are getting money. They are getting kingdoms. They are getting whatever they want. And yet here I am following all the rules, and I still don't have what I want. Exactly. And as Christians, it's really easy to get in that mode where we think, look at me, God. I'm doing the right thing, and I still have to drive an old beat-up pickup. I still can't do what I want to do. I still can't afford the newest iPhone. But look at this sinner over here. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we could stop right now and just have a show of hands of all our listeners say, how many of you, especially if you've grown up in the church, how many of you have felt that way at least a little bit? I see you there. I see I you there. See you. Lord bless you. I, I see, see you. that hand. I see that hand. <laughs> <laughs> Baptist preacher moment. But so, so all following rules does is frustrates. But when it's a relationship, when you do do these things out of love, right? No longer do I not curse because it's the wrong thing to do. But I don't curse because I love Jesus and want to follow what he has put out for me. When I do things out of love instead of out of need, then it's so much better, right? There's this payoff that comes when I'm in that moment with God, which is very real. And sometimes we need to say, God, what is going on? Why is nothing succeeding? Mm -hmm. I'm doing everything. I feel like the right way. And so much better than even hearing, I have a plan, or there's a purpose for this, is just for God to say, I love you. Yeah. You're my child, right? Having a dad who loves me like God does is so much better than having rules to follow. Yeah. Well, and and I think think you're getting at something that... uh... That I don't, I don't know if you're saying it without saying it, and that is that the rule follower sees God as a a referee, yeah, or a what do you call it? You know, someone who's evaluating everyone, yeah. someone who's got a clipboard and he's checking, making check marks. That's, I've seen it said. The difference between religion and relationship is that with religion, it's oh crap, please don't tell my dad what just happened, right? And in relationship. It's, oh, no, I've messed up. Please call my dad. Exactly. Right? That's exactly right. The first one I'm calling is my dad. Yeah. Yeah. You see your father as someone to run to, not as someone to run from. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's the, the real difference. Yeah, yeah I think we got to tweet that, though. Yeah. See the father as someone to run to, not to... Dang, Phil. Yeah, let's tweet that. Get All right. that. Yeah, you guys can tweet it. Just give uh, give Lucas and Phil credit. Yeah, just Phil. <laughs> <laughs> the brains of this operation. 
No, well, it Lucas, is crazy, that's awesome. Though. Yeah, just, yeah. What else? What's your final comment here? Uh, well, I was just gonna say, like, you know, if, if you're sitting there, and even even if you do have a relationship with Christ, it's really easy to fall back into following rules for the sake of following rules. And so, I think you know, some weeks we give some challenges. The challenge here is just to look in and see why you're doing what you're doing. And mm. you know, we see Christ in the Sermon on the Mount. It's not good enough just to be doing the right things. The reasoning behind what you're doing is just as, if not more, important than what you're actually doing. Mm. You know, we're not called just to not murder; we're called to not hate our brother. Right. And so, uh, we're not called just to do the right thing. We're called to love Christ and love others. Yeah, yeah. He wants our hearts, uh, yeah. not not just our uh, obedience or our loyalty. Uh, he wants our hearts. He wants uh, to. Literally, he wants to give himself to us. Yes. And so that's, it's a really, really crazy idea if you're in that mode of a rule follower, you know, someone who's just concerned about getting enough good and and not doing bad, doing good, not doing bad, or someone that's just, you know, wants to do as much bad as they can without going to hell. You know, right. whatever, if yeah. you're into that whole rules thing, points, if you think it's a point system or if you think... Uh, that God's, you know, looking over you, trying to spoil your fun, whatever it is, that whole mentality. Uh, yeah, it is, is. It's a mentality of I can do it myself, but without God, we're doomed to fail every single yeah. time. So if you're trying to stack up your good deeds versus your bad, you already failed. Yeah, that's you, right. Like you already did enough to be bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't we don't bring anything to the table as far as that's concerned. So right. the point system is really losing game for us. <laughs> we don't we don't have any way to make any points actually. Right. So yeah, well, Lucas, that was great. I really appreciate you uh, opening up, sharing us some more, and I'm sure we'll share more about our lives as time goes along. Yeah, but, I uh, think uh, in two weeks, actually, the episode to air will be about you as a teenager. Yeah, sure. So I'm really excited Absolutely. about that one. Get a little yeah. dirt on Phil, if you will. So uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of dirt. There's, yep. there's been a lot of time for a lot of dirt to accumulate. Well, do we have a minute of culture? Yeah, so it would today? be the, it would be the Mando minute, but someone will not watch the Mandalorian on I time. I was Phil. watching football last night, okay, making so tell sure us, the Steelers lost and the Chiefs got into hey, first seed. The, Colts the first won, seed the Chiefs, in the playoffs. Hey, the Chiefs barely beat the Dolphins. I don't know how excited you should be, <laughs> Phil. Uh, no, but I'm excited. The the Colts because the Chiefs beat the Dolphins. The Colts have moved up another seed. Yeah. Hey, Thunder basketball starts next week. Like we are in for a. Tree with all the different sports going on right now. And I'm just really excited. I love football. I love Thunder basketball. OU championships this weekend, uh, playing Iowa State. I think our COVID cases are low enough we can actually play this game. Yeah, that'd be great. And so uh, lots of fun stuff going on. Uh, I'm really hoping the Colts play the Chiefs in the playoffs because we'll get together and watch that game. Yeah, so, so. what do you think? Are we going to get a COVID vaccine soon in Tulsa, you think? I guess they're starting to ship today. I think Oklahoma's getting like 125,000 just shipped out or something like that. Yeah. Do you think it should be mandatory? I do not. No, I do not either. I don't think the government has the right to make it mandatory. Yeah, but I think it's a good idea. I mean, I'm not against vaccinations on the whole, personally. I think to each and every person, whatever they feel is right, as long as they've gone in prayer before the Lord, then that is for them to do yeah, as they please with absolutely. this. So if you don't feel safe taking the vaccine, then don't take don't the vaccine. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. So don't. But, you know. I may get arrested uh, for saying that, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thought police 
1984. Do you have to read that book these days in high school? We did. We did read yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Coolest show right. I saw in band was based on 1984 by George Orwell. So, in band, you saw a show. What? Oh, a marching like a, band like a marching show. band show. It I was, was like, so you saw cool. shows in band. What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, look. It is. Uh, is there music playing yet? We are out of time, out of ideas, <laughs> and out of words. Well, we're not out of words to say. We could talk all day, Phil. No. Anyway, we love you guys. We're glad you have chosen to listen to Second Breakfast with Lucas and Phil. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please send those over to secondbreakfast777 at gmail.com, lucas at eastwoodtulsa.com, or phil at eastwoodtulsa.com. If you have any complaints, please send those over to gordon at eastwoodtulsa.com, and he will not respond because he deletes his emails very quickly. <laughs> anyway... Uh, uh, and we'll have a contest for you coming up where you can win a sticker from Lucas that says, you're fantastic. You're fantastic. Yes, and we you mean are. that. Or Amen. Lucas does, anyway. The sticker is very sincere. Amen. Even though he would be giving it to someone. <laughs> Phil doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm so glad that you chose to listen to us. Yes. We love, love you guys. guys. Bye. Love and pancakes.